Hey, it's Jose Galison of No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. You can also find me just about anywhere fucking podcasts are at. Today I have on, as you can see, Ryan Dawson and Clint. Uh, I'm just fucking with you. That's a uh, that's a uh, Reed, as you all know. Uh, fucking, I was supposed to have uh, uh, Ryan on today. We don't know what happened. We'll find out. Time zones can be a bitch in this game. Uh, so we just threw some shit together last minute. So this will be a little bit probably off the walls, but it'll be fun. I figured we'd kind of talk a little bit about Lib Unity and shit. I know uh, Clint's had his own uh, fucking ordeals of that this week. And uh, kind of be interested to see, like, you know, uh, Reed's. I almost called you Ryan again. That's going to fuck with me. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what Reed's thoughts are from the beginning of this and where he's at now. Because uh, I think a lot of people's perspectives have changed one way or the other. So kind of just generally just kind of shoot the shit, talk about that. I also kind of want to like push back at one point, but generally that's going to be what we're going for. As always, give me money. Uh, fucking patreon.com. No way, Jose2020. It's fucking got a grift. Always be closing, baby. Uh, with that, let's fucking get into it, dude. <laughs> What's up, guys? Not too no. much, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> you want want me to give you the rundown? Sure, do it. Let's, go, let's start with you. Okay, so a lot of people think that my post was calling for unity with her in particular, the redheaded libertarian. And that's not what, if you read the post, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, that I think that minarchists and anarchists should be able to work together. And, and I stand by that. I think that if you do triage, if you do threat assessment, it's obvious that our greatest threat is the state. This is why I am willing to work with socialists and Antifa and anybody who is actually against the state. Magnus and Reed have both completely convinced me that I was wrong to be delineating and drawing battle lines when I have no chance of winning and, and alienating potential allies in the greater fight. Now, that is not to say, and I fucking have tried to emphasize this a million times, that I trust Antifa members or socialists or even minarchists for that matter. I mean, there are real dangers at the end of this. But in the meantime, I think it's obvious that we should be working with anybody who sees the state as the greatest threat to humanity in this moment. And I don't know why this is controversial. I honestly can't wrap my head around it. Following up with this rant is that I don't know what the truth is of the beef with the redheaded libertarian. I don't know with Josie. I've been I've been sent screenshots. Everyone's trying to convince me of their righteousness and her wrongness or vice versa. So I never had any intention of being in this fight. I don't give a fuck about it. I don't care about your petty squabbles. I don't give a fuck if if she's right or you're right. I don't care. Again, this is not the focus of my show. It's not the focus of what our lives should be about in this moment. We exist under a tyrannical government. Okay, why are we focusing on this petty shit with this lady? Who cares? Fucking move on. So that's all I have to say about it. But if you guys have to, you know, anything to add, feel free. Yeah, I, I mean, I do want to say real quick, I I really do think this is so fucking gay. Like, yes. like epic gay. Like, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been on tour too long. So, I know, like, it seems like the redheaded libertarian was like kind of a little bit before my time. I've only been on for a few months. And I know she used to be a bigger deal. A lot of people made a big thing of her, but at the same time, I don't fucking care. Like, who gives a shit? She blocked you. Also, like, on the other hand, like, people are like, fucking Clint blocked me. Like, who fucking cares? Like, I, I, I don't know. Unless it's someone, like, I really, really care about, 
like that but even then not even really i probably am never going to bitch about someone blocking me like well, okay let me, whatever let me, <laughs> let me add to that too because people yeah. were saying that i was i was blocking unnecessarily i was being fucking bombarded with like 10 or 15 accounts that were going after me hard and they were calling me a bitch and an idiot and a loser and a fucking, you know, like I was leading the the LP down this dangerous path of allying with people that aren't libertarians and blah, 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 blah. Anyone that gave me a genuine critique that left the personal insults aside, I conversed with and I did not block. It was just the people that piled on and were like, fuck this stupid, you know, guy for doing this shit, you know, fuck the unity stuff and and fuck him. That that's. If they were if they were just brazen, no point to it type attacks, yeah, I blocked. Sorry, you know, I don't. I, if there's if there was, and and the the really fucked up part is there was a bunch of people that have been following me for fucking years that that piled onto this shit. So, um, from my perspective, if you're gonna if you're gonna you know attack me because I I phrase something that rubs you the wrong way, at least make a point, man. You've if you've been listening to me, if you've been following me on Twitter, you know what I'm about. So like. I don't understand this confusion. I don't understand how I was so quickly maligned for for phrasing it in a way that that rubbed people the wrong way. It's like, just talk to me, man. Like, I'm not even a fucking. I'm not even like a really antagonistic Twitter follow. I'm not malice. I don't fucking block for everything. Like, but you know, if I'm getting bombarded, I have to live my life, and I can't just have like these fucking clowns piling on. So. Uh, if there's anybody out there that's a genuinely good person that, that I blocked and it was, um, you know, over the line, I'd be happy to undo it. It's not, it's not like I'm, you know, drawing a firm line in the sand. I'm just saying that I, my life is more valuable than, than a few Twitter followers. So like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be screamed at for days on end and it was days on end and I'm not exaggerating and people trying to make it seem like, oh no, we weren't saying, we were just saying that we don't like the unity idea. No, that's not what you were just saying. That's not that's not at all what it was. If it were, I would have been fine with it, but it wasn't. So the Sorry. funny thing is, those people whining about that you blocked them. Most of them, I I only really have one in particular, but I'm not gonna throw out names. But like they're whining and being like, "Oh my god, he blocked me!" Blah blah, and like bitching and moaning. But it's like, and it's it's weird. They have this like angle of almost like they want you to unblock them, but it's like, but you're being a cunt about it. Like why the fuck <laughs> <Right>. would he? <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> Like the, you're the, just proving the reason why he should be blocked even the first. Well, place. The, this this one girl, I, I keep getting yeah. forwarded messages from uh, people that are like screenshotting his shit and saying this chick is fucking dragging your ass. And I'm like, first off, I don't even know who the fuck it is, and and I don't for the life of me, I can't understand why you care. Like I don't have such a fucking big following or a big account that like your life's gonna change because you can't see my posts anymore. I'm not Michael Malice. Like I don't. I genuinely was surprised by the reaction. All I was trying to do was crush. The fucking the the shit show so that we could move on with our lives because I think it's really stupid to get caught up in this stuff. But instead, by me blocking it, it turned it into a bigger thing and it added fuel to the fire, which was not my intent. I really wanted to get past it. So it's uh, you know, you live and you learn. I'm trying, I'm trying my best here. I, like I said though, it's just the more the more that the gayer they are about, the more they justify the block. So- exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You have any thoughts about the faggotry here, uh, fucking Ryan? <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's been great to see Clint evolve on Liberty Unity because I think he's ended up right where I am. And a lot of people thought that Lib Unity was about like all of us shutting up about our disagreements and joining hands and singing Kumbaya and pretending that we agree with each other on everything. Where the point of it was actually like leave Clint alone, go do your own fucking show, advance Liberty in your own way. You know, because what you saw was... Our, the, where I first stepped in with it was when Archie and Dave were just fucking fighting every day on Twitter. And I was like, what the fuck, guys? Just like cut it out. 
And uh, what, it, what it ended up being is Dave ended up just like ignoring him, which was the right move because whenever he'd get into it with him, it would just elevate Archie to a bigger platform. And I told, I've told Archie uh, directly the other day, I was like, Archie, fuck off, go advance Liberty in your own way. Like stop worrying about how Dave's doing his show. Uh, Cause that's what really all these detractors are doing. They're all complaining about how you are advancing Liberty. And if you look at the numbers, usually the complainers, um, they have like 15 or 20 followers. And then the people that they're criticizing have thousands of followers, thousands of subscribers on YouTube, right. uh, you know, a big influence, they're friends with, you know, they've had high profile people on all the time. Those are the ones that they hate. Those are the ones that they know how to advance Liberty better than with their 25 followers. So, uh, the whole idea of Lib Unity is, um, you know, put the stupid petty shit aside and let's advance Liberty together, which means, doing your own thing. So I'm going to appeal to slightly different people than Clint will, slightly different people than Dave will, slightly different than Tom Woods, slightly different than Spike Cohen, Justin Amash, whatever. Like we all have- Jose Galison. Yeah, well, he and I actually have pretty similar messaging sometimes, kind of scary. <laughs> um, the, uh, like, the point is every ind we're individualists, right? So we realize every individual is going to receive a different style of messaging better. So we shouldn't all try and we shouldn't all be trying to be exactly the same. We should each do what works best for us, what your true message is, what really gets you fired up and what actually attracts an audience. And there's a market out there for what people want to hear or need to hear. And obviously, Clint and I and Dave and Tom and like all these other people are actually reaching, uh, you know, reaching the crowd that wants to hear something or needs to hear something. And all these idiots with five followers, what are they doing? You know, they're not doing anything. So um, I think the way Clint just described his position there is exactly what mine has been for several months now. And um, it was it was great. It was actually entertaining to watch him go through the last week because I've felt that before. You know, I've had I'm having two communists on my show in the next couple of weeks and I agree with them on a lot of stuff. I agree with them on Julian Assange. I agree with them. Uh, on the CIA, I agree with them on the wars, on the drug war, on criminal justice reform, and I'm not going to pretend I don't. And then I'm also not going to lie to them and tell them that I agree with all their economic positions or gun control positions or whatever. But those might not even come up. Like I don't even net every time I have someone on my show, I don't need to confront them on everything I disagree with them on. Like I haven't seen Clint's video with uh, Josie, but he probably didn't bring up every single thing they disagree on. I don't see why you would have to. I have oh, had, and just real quick, I, I didn't know a lot about her. So like people are like, why didn't you bring up her neocon shit? And I was like, I didn't know she had any neocon takes. Like right. people, it's so funny because people obsess over these accounts because she had like 80,000 followers on her, on her old account or 90 or something. Yeah. And they think that because they followed her very intently and they hated her guts that I know everything about her. I don't fucking know anything. Like that's yeah. why I asked her, I, I start off the episode going, what is people? What are people's beef with you? You know, and I and I try and get her framing of it. But I have now, after getting DMs from people, I have offered to a few people that that have very specific critiques against her to come on and and present their side of the story if they choose to, and they haven't even taken me up on it. So it's, anyways, I'll let you keep going. Yeah, no, I mean that's exactly it. I mean every time I have somebody on. I'm apparently supposed to comb through all 10 years of their Twitter history <laughs> and find the three tweets that they've made that I disagree with them on. Right. Why? Why would I do that? And what I've also noticed is there's a lot more pushback if I have someone like Ryan Dawson on than if I have Kim Iverson on. And Kim Iverson and I 
and libertarians disagree on a lot more than most libertarians would disagree with Ryan Dawson on. But if you have someone who's right leaning, who's controversial, it, you always catch more heat than someone who's left leaning. And I, I don't really understand that. It's, it's really weird. I mean, I do get some pushback for having left wingers on occasionally from some MAGA chud who's still following me for some reason. It doesn't listen to anything I say. And then is shocked when I say that we should abolish the police or whatever, but you know, I don't know. It, it, it's it's an interesting dynamic to watch. And it, it was hilarious watching Clint this last week. I was uh, living vicariously through him in the past. So, yeah, well, it was and I think it was eye opening because I got to I got to see more of what you've dealt with. I was one of your detractors early on. I've told you that yeah. before that that I I didn't understand the unity messaging. And and I, I would actually I'd like to get into a critique of it. Um, but I'll let Jose, it seemed like you had a question or something to add. Yeah, I, I wanted to add something and it's kind of a, we'll bring Dave into this a little bit cause he's always a through line in anything with the Liberty movement, but he said before, you know, his whole thing with, uh, you know, all the, the woke shit being like a fucking CIA plot type shit. And he also brings up a lot. And I like to reiterate a lot too, that the opposite is true, that the inverse effect, like with the righties being like, fuck this gay ass woke shit, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, they got you focusing on the wrong shit. And there's something to that. And like when people are freaking out about Archie or they're freaking out about the fucking the libertarian redhead or whatever the fuck, like you are to some extent feeding into their shit. Like you yep. are making them relevant. And I, I know a lot of people are like, and I'm not saying you shouldn't ever engage with people, but there is something to be said in that you are feeding the energy. And I, that's one thing you've said a lot, Reed, about like you should sometimes fucking ignore Sometimes the best thing you can block do is be them. like, you aren't worth my fucking time. Block, ignore. I like yeah. to just ignore. Like, I don't like to block much because I find it way more funnier when they're just like bitching and I'm not like, I'm just well, not the doing mute, it. The mute, the, the mute <laughs> function is nice because yeah. uh, it doesn't give them any self-gratification. Like, if you block them, then they're like, ha I got them to block me. Where if you mute them, then you just can't hear them and they're going to still talk without you ever seeing anything that they say. The only risk is then they can still quote tweet you and completely take you out of context. That's So I have blocked a few people, but I've muted way more people. And that's not a First Amendment violation. That's right of association. <laughs> and I'm going to exercise that all I fucking want. And it doesn't even mean if I meet you in person I'm, that I'm going to treat you, treat you like shit. Like there are, there are family members that I do not want to have as friends on social media. And I love them in real life, but I would not want them uh, you know, following me on Twitter and I wouldn't want them arguing with me, I'd probably block them. That doesn't mean I hate them as people. So if I meet Brianna Coyle in person, I'm going to be cordial and I'm going to shake her hand and we're going to talk. Same with Archie or Nick Sarwark or any of these guys. Like, just because you're a dick on Twitter, you can't. I'm get not going to be cordial with Nick Sarwak, but continue. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll probably have our disagreements, <laughs> but I'll greet him like a human when I meet him. So I think sometimes the most Chad thing you can do is just be like, you don't fucking like you don't even you're not even worth me being angry like so like you know say walking to archie or brianna coil or even nick sarwak as fucking shitty as he is just be like oh hey and that's it yeah. like and it's like they you don't well, give you don't them the gratitude them. you don't no. like tell them oh i'm so glad to meet you i think the world of you but you know if you if you actually meet them and you treat them like shit you're gonna validate them to a point mm -hmm. you can just be like hey <laughs> move on and I mean that defuses whatever they want to get a reaction out of you. I think I think that is the correct response with the vast majority of our detractors. Nick Sarwak's different. He had a position of power and when asked specifically by Thaddeus Russell about the Daniel Shaver 
execution and whether or not it was one, he got into semantics and was like, oh, well, who's the judge of what is an execution and what isn't? Da, 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 da. If I see you, we're going we're gonna to talk about it, whether you like it or not. So there, there, are, there are certain lines where I'm like, okay, you have now like really gotten to a point where I have, to, I have to address something. If I saw Archie, I wouldn't give a fuck. I mean, mm-hmm. I might like amog him and walk up and you know puff my chest and be like, what's up, bitch? But I, I wouldn't like actually try and fight him. I would gladly fight Nick Starwalk, just putting it out there, if he wants to. I mean, voluntarily, obviously. I'm not going to attack See, him. I think that's like a form of validation almost, though, because he... I know. I, but I mean, like, <laughs> I, I want Nick Starwalk to disappear. Like, I wish people would just stop talking to him and stop i do too read like well no but i mean he's like nobody i'm kidding kidding, kidding, he has no power anymore um and people just can't let him go and it's just like just let him become an obscure useless piece of shit like he is you know (laughs) yeah i think it's a balancing act i think say with starwalk i do to some extent like that his existence on twitter is a forever ratio but (laughs) at the same time i don't feel like any Basically, if you're like over 2,500 like followers, you probably should just not just ignore yeah right him. yeah. If you're just a <laughs> little account, go after him. But yeah, yeah. When, I mean, it's the same with any of these idiots. Like, make an alt account with 10 followers to go after them. <laughs> like, when you have, I mean, I've got almost 13,000 followers now. So if I re, if I quote tweet someone, I am displaying what they have on a huge platform for everybody to see. So I should just like use my stupid whatever other account and ridicule them but i mean yeah at a certain point you're wasting your 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 uh i don't know you're 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 supplying fuel to the fire and you're not really eliminating anything if you give these idiots a place to yeah. well, so the the issue with the muting and i don't know if you guys if either of you honestly I, I don't know if you've ever had quite the bombardment that i had over the past 48 hours if you mute they can still comment and people reply and you get notifications for the replies. So, so like <laughs> my shit is just blowing up regardless. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to block everybody. Like yeah. that, that's all there is to it because I, I, I started with muting and then I was like, this shit is still coming up and I can't stop seeing it. I can't stop wanting to engage because they're saying things that aren't true. They're, you know, they're completely misattributing what my, my belief is and what I'm trying to, and, and the most frustrating thing for the love of God, Listen to the episode if you're going to critique me. No, what like, ha, like I'd say ninety percent of the people that were furious didn't even listen. Like they would have gotten the energy that I was bringing to it. Like I want to know more about her, and then I more broadly want us to be able to identify our our mutual enemy. That's all. That's all I was trying to get to. But instead, they're like, "You want us to be best friends with this bitch that blocked two thousand of us?" And it's like, dude, no, I'm not yeah. like. If you have bad blood with her and you don't want to forgive her, that is your prerogative. Just as it's my prerogative to block your cunt ass forever. That's the, those are the prerogatives that we have here. So I don't know. Anyways, you get my point. I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of the uh, yes, Chad meme. Cause uh, like I find it, I mean, <laughs> right. it's more applicable for things of like accusations of racism or anti-Semitism. Cause uh, for your situation, maybe not so much, but there's something fun and just petty about when they're like, someone comes in and straw mans the fuck out of you. And then you just go, yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I used to do that a lot actually. Cause I had a, I had the uh, top lobs to, you know, cut out of my head and I just added yes beneath it. So yeah, I did that sometimes, but this was, this was just so, it was so many um ats that i was getting that i was like all right this is completely out of hand um 
Anyways, I really don't even want to focus on it that much because it's <laughs> it's really it's really dumb and it's a massive distraction. And it felt like like my post was like the thing for the weekend for everyone to be like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, so I, like, again, I would just like us to refocus. But I, I did want to talk a little bit more because I've been talking to Tra uh, Travis, confirmed Lanklet about this. Um, he and I are good friends. We've now met in real life and we've hung out a bunch and he's got a very great analytical mind when it comes to mm -hmm. tactics and things like this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he keeps hammering um, a ref a reframing of this push. And, and I have to, I have to give it some credence. I, I really think that there is uh, validity in his argument that calling it unity. And I, I actually made this analogy, but he led me down this path is to me, it's very similar to defund the police or black lives matter where it gets it gets so misconstrued that i'm not sure there's value in us using it as that exact term he he keeps wanting to do um become ungovernable and i think that's more of a motto than it is like the what we're actually trying to achieve here so like i'm not saying that that's the answer i'm just saying there, there are genuine problems with using unity as a blanket statement because it requires so much explanation yeah um, that's so what I don't, Jay I don't said when we did our first episode together that he said he simultaneously thinks it's fake and gay and based and awesome because it just completely depends on how you define it. Exactly. And I, I've seen that. Like I've had to, I mean, you see me like every fucking week I have to define what it is and people yes. are like, their minds are blown like, oh my God. And so maybe it should be like, do your own thing or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, some <laughs> phrase man. like that. Cause that's really what it is. It's like, don't worry about what, this guy or this guy, or this guy is doing as long as they're not fucking with you. Like, just do your own thing and or, or, or recognize the real enemy. You know, yeah. so, something like that. Because that that is really what I'm doing with it. Is like, it's not even. I'm not even like trying to motivate people to go out and become activists or do their own shit or start their own show. God knows we've got a lot of libertarian podcasts at this point. So I, I'm not trying to say like, oh, you you know, you can't tell me what to do because you're, you don't have a platform and you're not, you're not producing content. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like you, you can be a great person and be doing just raising your family. You know, like I don't, I don't want to put that litmus test to people, but the message I'm trying to get across is like, why are we dragging people that are doing good for the cause? Right. Like, like period. And, and I don't like Dave Smith is definitely the most successful messenger and yet still people drag him and they're furious with him. And it's like, what the fuck is your goal here? Like, I, I really don't yeah. like, have you identified the enemy yet? Cause it seems to me you haven't. If you think that Dave Smith is someone that should be torn down, it seems as if you very clearly don't understand what we're up against or why we're fighting it. And so I think that some sort of messaging in that vein makes sense. Yeah. yeah what we were I mean, at I earlier, agree. Oh, and it, it's not just with Dave either. Like I see people eviscerating spike Cohen all the time. Sure. It's just like, or Magnus, like, or, a or bunch Magnus, of or Justin Amash, or choose your target, and it's just like, look, you don't have to agree with how someone's doing something, but I really think the best way to uh, show people that you want a different message is insert it into the messaging, like do you know, push for it, or go support the people that you like who are putting that message out, or start your own show, or tweet about, it or something. Like do, I mean, that's what I did. That's how this whole fucking unity thing ended up coming to be because no one was talking about it and i just you know i was like okay <laughs> and then magnus came right after me and there you go we had this uh we had this thing going but so many people um are angry without doing anything about it they just try to tear down everyone right 
Yeah, like you were getting at earlier, like we were all getting at earlier, though, a lot of these people that, like, say, tear down Dave Smith, I think if we just ignored them, they would disappear. Because yeah. I think most, almost, most, if not all of the relevancy comes from us. people like us, Dave, <laughs> that immediately, like, fucking jump down their throats when they have some shit take. And, I mean, it's like the joke that goes around, that's going around right now is but the best fun. way. Yeah, the, I know it is fun. It's hard. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I like the medium of Twitter and how it works like that. But, like, I don't know. There is some tactics to be had. There's a balancing act. Like, I, I don't say with somebody like, like the, the joke going around right now, the best way to go hold the fucking Dave, you know, to get to do a show with him is call him a faggot. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, look at Archie. Archie is, he has like less than 2,000 followers, and he's only known for having a really stupid fucking uh, debate with, with Dave and then bo- bothering him all the fucking time. Yet somehow he's like, every other day I see people interacting with him, and he's a yeah, fucking but, nobody. But- but half of his <laughs> half of his followers are just there to tell him that he's fat and stupid all the time. Yep. And you gotta admit that's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it is a little fun. But it's like we're, we're to some extent we're we're creating our own enemies to some extent. So no, you're you're totally right. It, see, th- this is the issue though. We're not gonna be able to you know galvanize the troops and get them to not call him fat and stupid every day. Mm. Like we can't, there's nothing we can do about it. Like this was Maggie Anders point to me months ago is like, why do you guys keep harping on these people? And it's like, well, it's kind of like a drug dealer, you know, like if I don't sell these drugs, someone else is still going to sell them. So I don't know, you know, like we, we can't, like, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. And like, if you've noticed, I very much have pulled back personally. I think you guys have as well. I think that it's, it's a good trend and we should head in that direction. But the truth is we're not going to get people to stop posting this. I mean, if people want to tear into me, who was pretty pretty universally liked as of three days ago, um, if they're going to tear into me because of yeah, a guest I had. Three days ago, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I meant, yeah. Um, yeah. Then, then, you know, you're just people, – people enjoy tearing people down. So it's like – I don't. I really don't know what the answer is in that in that regard. But I, I agree with you guys. Like, I will personally not be giving them a ton of air. I gave Archie one last go of it last week, saying, "Hey, come on my show," and he was like, "No, I want to go on Reed's show." Reed's like, "I hate you just as much." <laughs> yeah, I guess I got to dis- disagree a little bit because I, I do think to some. I know we all like to act like we're a group of individualists, but to some extent, even this group of people, the Liberty Movement very much is influenced by, you know, leaders, thought leaders, whatever. And I do think, you know, we're the easiest group to collectivize. It's the easiest group to say, Hey, what will this person think about this? And libertarians are the easiest ones to like, to guess that with more than Democrats or Republicans. I mean, Mm. it's crazy. But the last time I even remember anything to do with Archie was when Dave responded to him, which is like a week ago or so. Yeah. I think, I think we got to graduate, you know, like there should be different levels of people, uh, you know, tower gang exists. So if, if we're in a tower or something towering someone, that's one thing because it's tower gang. Or if you got like, uh, you know, people who people like Pete Quinones, who are obviously not there to, you know, try to move the Liberty movement forward. Like he's kind of there to say contrarian things and piss people off. So if he does it, it's whatever. But if it's people who actually want to galvanize the Liberty movement and push it in a certain direction, then, I think you have a sort of a responsibility to realize when a conversation is beneath you, if you have a large following. That's true. I, I, I think that the, the other thing that I wanted to bring up about the unity moniker is that I think it's very popular amongst the women in the movement because it's, it's more inclusive and women tend to be that. So I'm not trying to discard it. 
I'm just trying to reframe it or have a discussion with you guys about how we should reframe it because the amount of pushback on the you know what we're actually saying is is significant and I don't want to dismiss it offhand, you know, like I I want to address these concerns if we're going to run with it, it's going to need to be explicitly described and explained and you know, I obviously enough people don't listen to my show to get what I'm trying to do with it. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure Reed feels the same way. It's like, I feel like as stupid as it sounds like Dave, or even if it was Dave, like enough people don't listen to his show. Like I, I just, I just don't know how to get a universally agreed to definition of what we mean by this so that we don't get caught up every fucking day with an explanation of what we're actually talking about. Um, yeah, and if we, and if we can't do that, then should we be using it? So this this is what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah I do want to say oh, I do want to say real quick that you're bringing up the white women thing, and I think white like George Washington said, white I didn't women say white women. You son of a bitch. <laughs> white women are like fire, a dangerous servant and a fearful master. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be careful with that shit. <laughs> the libertarian redhead would agree with him on that take. So. <laughs> That's a minarchist quote for sure. <laughs> Yeah, what I was going to say is uh, the best thing that's happened recently, uh, I only listened to like 10 minutes of it, but apparently the whole conversation was really good, was uh, Spike Cohen, Dave Smith, and Justin Amash all got together on Clubhouse for like two and a half hours and talked about it. Um, they should do that on Dave Smith's show where everyone can see it and watch it because I think you're right, Clint, like it's getting old, just defining it every fucking week. Um, and I think we do need to make a video that's high profile that everyone can go watch and we can just post a link to it. Like, okay, you don't know what it is. Here you go. Go watch this. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, like I was actually thinking about it. I may do it tonight. I was going to just make a, a series of polls in a thread and just be like, who are you more afraid of Antifa or the state? And then what's a bigger issue blank or blank? You know, you might like, get scared by some of the responses. <laughs> well, yeah, I might, but, yeah. but if, if enough people select Antifa over the state, they don't they don't get it. You know, they yeah. they don't get what I'm trying to say here. Like, if you think Antifa is a bigger danger than the fucking largest government in the history of the world that has the ability to black bag you and put you in Guantanamo without trial, I don't know. I think yeah. you're fucking out of your mind, personally. <laughs> uh, so this is what I'm trying to drive home: is like I like I viscerally understand the danger that we're in and the danger is not antifa it is not socialists that want to have a fucking commune if you can't like if you can't wrap your mind around it now that's not to say that they aren't a danger again i'm just saying which is the bigger danger you fucking binary cunts why can't you figure yeah. this out yeah right. so Anyways. obvious <laughs> the parallels between this like semantics with the lib unity or the capitalism are like i, I feel like i see that a lot because it is a it's a legit thing. Like I don't know if you guys have seen that. Like the, you know, like are you an ANCAP? Are you a market anarchist? It's the same goddamn thing. But it's like it's a because like you know, anytime you say capitalism and you're discussing like I saw it in the I was at the uh, debate with Gene Epstein and fucking Ben Burgess and like, at one point uh, Epstein said something like a uh, fucking oh well that's that's crony capitalism and he's like yeah capitalism is what like Ben Burgess said so it's like and. It's well, it's that same thing like when someone accuses you of racism, where it's like now you're no longer discussing the actual thing you need to be discussing, and now you're stuck on some fucking uh, some side bullshit about like arguing semantics or whether I do or do not like black people or whatever the fuck. 
So I, there is something that's, I mean, it's like hard because it's like, do you hang on to the term? Do you not? It's, that, it's for, in, fa know. in fairness, in fairness, that's, it's a little bit different because mm -hmm. Ben Burgess is a fucking crazy person that will just launch into, uh, you know, parsing of language to try and trip you up when you're destroying him on a genuine debate. So like, I agree with you though. Like that, that is what they do, but that's also what socialists do. They, they try mm -hmm. and get you into the weeds of, you know, we're going to have to define that term before we continue with this debate and blah, 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 blah. It's like, can you fucking, do you understand what I'm saying or don't you? Like, do you or not? Because if you don't, maybe I'm just done talking to you. Like, I, I, like I, that's what, that's my new Twitter interaction is like, if someone goes, what do you mean by this? If it's not, if it's pretty obvious, I just fucking don't respond. You know, like I don't, I don't have time for this anymore. I just can't do we are fucking under threat here. Like, this is yeah. a really big deal. I don't understand why people are caught up in like, what do you mean by this exactly? Yeah. Do you know what I fucking mean by capitalism? I'm an ANCAP. Do you know yeah. what I mean by it? It means free trade, you fucking cunt. Sorry, yeah. I keep saying cunt. But you know what I'm saying? Like, this shouldn't be so fucking combative. Like, and I know I'm coming off very combative, but it's just because I'm exhausted. It's like, you guys know what we're about here. I, you, If you don't... Tune in sometimes so you can actually hear like me explain stuff in a more uh, flowery, beautiful way where I can lay it all out in front of you. But people read a tweet and they're just like, oh, fucking, I don't like what he's saying here. We're going to really have to get in the weeds on what every single fucking verb he's using. Yeah, this, this yeah. is why Twitter is an awful place to have these kind of discussions because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to sit around and define terms on Twitter. That's not a thing I'm going to do. But I actually to some extent, I guess uh, to push back on what you said a little bit, that actually is one of the most important things to do when you're having a debate or discussion or whatever, because like a leftist and me are going to have very different definitions of terms. Agreed. And that is, and, and while you could maybe assume dishonesty, it may legit just be them having a completely different definition. And that well, is yeah. completely legit. And so you're, that's, you're, you're right. Except yeah. for with Ben Burgess, yeah. he will not accept your definition of capitalism because his belief is that it is crony by its very nature. So yeah. it's yeah. like, I, yeah, that's I think what, what he's we, actually doing. I think what we need to do is actually stick to terms and we shouldn't be caving because in my mind, this is the most Orwellian thing that's happened. And I think it's intentional. Uh, my father's an English teacher and th that term double speak from 1984 where you say something and it means something somewhere and then it means something mm -hmm. else somewhere else, you know, um, that has destroyed um, conversation and debate. Mm -hmm. It's just completely ruined it. And I think that's intentional because the powers that be know that if they muddy the waters, then they can get away with whatever they want. So, I mean, I think this, and we could get into the weeds with philosophy and everything. That's what, that's why I'm so much about logic and emotion. Like if people just go after emotion and throw logic out the window it's a long-term loss for a short-term gain. And that goes for language as well. So you can't just use language that resonates with people. You got to use like words that actually mean things and you got to stick to them. And if you have to define them, cool, but don't abandon those words. Like there's this big push for us to cave to the other side and just keep moving the goalpost. And we got it. And now the dictionary is following them as we talked about in our show on lines of Liberty the other day, <laughs> but you right, know, we got to right. really stand our ground and, because and once we lose words, you've lost everything because words are the number one way you can change people's minds. Yeah. And I that, feel like, I feel like fat, 
I feel like facts don't care about your feelings is only half the quote. The other half of the quote should be feelings don't care about your facts because it goes right. both ways. So, and then we need to learn to embrace both. And there is something to that. I mean, you need to be able to make an emotional argument as well and not yeah. just a factual argument. That yeah, is and, what you're and, getting at. And along the lines of what Reed was saying earlier is that, you know, Thaddeus Russell during his presentation at the Mises event up in Visalia with Hotep Jesus, he, he said that he would like us to stop using the word liberty. No. <laughs> I am I am not gonna stop using the word liberty and not that just because it's in your show. <laughs> yeah, not not just because it's in my show title, um, yeah. but because it's a very important thing. And if it's hard to define fucking good, because every yeah. time I have to define it, I get to talk about the thing I'm most passionate about. So I I'm fine with that. I'm also fine with describe you know, defining what I mean by capitalism if it's uh, if it's a good faith discussion. With Ben yeah. Burgess, it's not a good faith discussion. The guy yeah, is trying like, to trip you up on definitions. Just like Clint can't get rid of liberty because it's in his name, we can't get rid of, rid of capitalism because it's in my show name too. There we so, go. No, yeah. Those two are no goes. They got to stay. Yeah. Well, I think it's weird because there's dichotomy. At least for me personally, like in some ways, I'm all about uniting with people that I want to unite with or they are, are on the same path to some extent. But I actually, with the future and how things are going, I'm very much a fan of divisiveness as well because i think the future going forward we're going to see a further divide we're going to see pockets of more freedom and we're going to see pockets of more statism you know in the next decades to come and so if anything i kind of like furthering that divide i like taking the people who are kind of on our path the remnant if you will and cementing them further in these beliefs and i like taking the other fuckers and cementing them further in their beliefs so they can go off to the little authoritarian hellscapes and we can have our fucking little you know you know, freedom cells or where the fuck you want to freedom call enclave. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, yeah. that's the, that's the hard part. And this is, this is basically a spinoff of the collapsitarian argument. Like mm -hmm. if you're a collapsitarian and you think that the system's going to collapse on its own, then there's no point in allying with socialists or Antifa members or anything like that to try and help usher in the collapse of the state. Cause it's going to happen. But if you are more in my camp where you're concerned that as the state, collapses on its own it's also going to become more tyrannical and if we don't band together with other people that oppose the state that we will be rounded up and dealt with so like yeah like you can't and and, and for anyone to say that they know how this is going to play out you're wrong and you're crazy because you don't because i fucking have thought about this my entire life and i don't have a clue how it's going to play out so i'm just trying to hedge my bets here like do do i want to just hunker down with people that see the world exactly the way us three do and the handful of you know 10,000 that feel the same way or do i want to have some communication with the other people who who want post collapse to create something i totally disagree with i don't yeah. know the other thing is a lot of people tend to break down the freedom versus status people into right and left and that's bullshit like i uh, Who's more freedom-minded, Aaron Matei or uh, Bill O'Reilly? I would ally with Aaron Matei over Bill O'Reilly every fucking day. And then uh, Aaron Matei is pretty on par with like Tucker Carlson. You know, I disagree with both of them on statist issues, but they're pretty much in the same zone. So when we're talking about trying to find people who believe in liberty or freedom, a lot of people tend to think that means, okay, we got to cater to Trump supporters because they're more liberty-minded and I'm like, I don't think it's that simple. I think it it's a spider web. You know, there, there are people all over the political spectrum 
who believe more in freedom. And it can even be like the neoliberal or neoconservative type sometimes. Sometimes there's something in their brain that you can connect with that will bring them closer to you. A lot of people just put them in the left or right and say, oh, no, we got to ally with the right because they agree with us on this. I, I think that's dumb. Like really look for people who are open-minded and willing to change. That's my two cents. So, Yeah, no, I mean... I don't know, like, and a lot of people get all upset by, like, ANCOMs and shit, especially within our movement, and, like, as long as you're not trying to, like, start any problems, I don't really give a shit, like, what you think in the absence of a state, what economic system will exist, as long as you aren't trying to fuck with me. And even then, to some extent, as long as you're okay with, like, you know, minimizing or eliminating the fucking, the, the apparatus of coercion, like, you know what, I'm gonna have guns, so if you decide that you don't fucking like private property well you can fucking eat a dick so like and you'll find yeah. out real quick but at least we're moving in the same general direction yeah you hear that dom <laughs> you hear that my rental properties are going to be defended <laughs> yeah the other thing is uh i don't think that true left libertarians are well represented because they're not in any political party like magnus knows a lot of people who are actual ancoms or actual left libertarians you hear all of these Bernie supporters calling themselves left libertarians or anarchists. It's like, you are not an anarchist. I'm sorry, but you're just not. Um, where right libertarians and anarcho-capitalists have a party that they're comfortable in. Because the Green Party is like a, an authoritarian communist party, basically. It's not a libertarian left-wing party. I mean, I guess you got like Vermin Supreme, maybe he's the closest thing you have to someone who's sort of a left wing libertarian, but you don't have like any good representation anywhere. So we tend to say they don't exist because we don't know a lot of them. And Magnus has told me they're all out in the woods doing mushrooms because they just don't want anything to do with anybody. And I think that's probably true. That's probably accurate. Yeah. And and I wanted to also say that like the reason I've come off of my overt descriptive weekly anger and hatred for ANCOMs is because if I can see a world with an before it, we we will have won. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my honest belief. And yeah. and like the odds of us seeing a world with an an in front of it are very very low. So why am I going to waste my time fucking blasting these people that have shit economic beliefs when they have no power yeah. and and ultimately they could be an ally with us in this fight in the interim? So like, does that mean I'm going to trust them after the fact? No. Why do I have to say that? Of course I'm not. They think that I'm a fucking evil, greedy capitalist. They're going to try and take my property afterwards. But in the meantime, I have a fucking albatross of a government who's trying to tax me to death, will put me in prison if I tweet the wrong thing. Like, there's a bigger, more obvious threat. I know I keep harping on this point, but it's a really important one. Like, you have to do triage. You have to recognize where the worst danger is. Like, why? Jose, tell me, tell me. Because I know, I know you haven't been down with the unity thing for a while. Tell me why why working with these people rubs people so the wrong way. Is it is it that they think that we are actually giving up our principles? Like, do you do you understand the critique? Because for the life of me, as as often as I've tried to you know rebuttal it, I, I don't seem to break through at all. So I'm hoping you can help us out here. Uh, I I don't I'm not necessarily against liberty unity. I think it was just like we kind of pointed out the semantic issues before. I'm I, I always bring up the Frederick Frederick Douglass quote that's like I would unite with any anybody to do right and nobody do wrong. That's kind of where I'm at. Like it, I, and like you know, I'm very well known for being anti-political. I'm not down with like m using the political at all. 
But like at the same time, Justin Moss does some, says some base shit or something dope. But like, oh, fucking cool. Like, right. I mean, same thing like Bernie. I'm like, well, that was dope. Like, that doesn't yeah. mean that I'm like, you know, I I endorse the political apparatus. Blah blah blah. blah. And so like, I don't know. I don't really understand. I guess that's my thing with Lib Unity. I think there is something to the fact that I think the unity has a connotation of giving up something. Hmm. Well, that I- would be like. What what I've tried to say is pragmatic. That word has been bastardized mm-hmm. because pragmatic does not mean giving up your beliefs. It means choosing your battles. Like we should be pragmatic. We shouldn't be moderate. A lot of people think pragmatic means moderate. And it's kind of because the pragmatist caucus really likes Gary Johnson, who was a moderate. Gary Johnson didn't run on a hardcore libertarian message. He ran on a, oh, we're not the Republicans or the Democrats. We're kind of the center and we are sane and we're not mean like the Republicans or crazy like the Democrats. Like that was just, um, I actually disagree with people that Joe Jorgensen watered down the message. I didn't think she did. Like if you looked at her on the issues, she was fucking solid. It was just some tweets she sent out about Black Lives Matter and some stuff like that. That that, that was Which, off, which but, we all know she didn't send. But Right. Yeah she didn't send them. So, but the idea that she wasn't solid, like it's, I mean, she, she had, she was like a hundred libertarian on the issues. Gary Johnson wasn't, he was a exactly. fucking, and I actually think Joe Jorgensen wasn't pragmatic enough because she was pushing every issue at the same volume, you know, like sex work was at the same as in the lockdowns. And it was like, what are you doing? You've got to choose like four or five issues that you are going to convince America that they need to care about. You're not going to turn every American into a libertarian. You got to say like, look, these lockdowns are horrible. These corporate bailouts got to go. We got to end the wars and we got to stop locking people up and just go with that. Um, that, That's what Ron Paul did. You know, uh, he was pragmatic, I think, but also principled. He didn't give up anything. I mean, he never ceded any ground, but he didn't get up there and talk about how we should end food stamps. Like I was never on the front of his list. It was the wars, the Patriot Act, the Fed, you know, the big things that were fucking up our country at the time. That's that's what we got to do again. We got to figure out how to figure out, we got to figure out what's important, really push those things. The things that aren't as important, you don't have to seed any ground on them, but you just don't put them at number one because they don't fucking matter as much. And yeah, I think that's why I think that's why we're all such big fans of Dave Smith is that he is he has nailed the yeah. exact list of priorities that we should have. And when we talk, when I talk about unity, and I think when you guys do, is that we are saying we're going to unify around these shared principles. And like you said, it was it is pragmatic, but they're radical principles. They are. Yeah. So like just because we're doing the pragmatic thing doesn't mean that we are losing our radicalism because we are an extremely radical group of people at this point because the Overton window has shifted to the point that we are virtually terrorists for holding these beliefs. So right. just because we're pragmatic libertarians doesn't make us any less radical. I mean, by the by John Brennan's definition, we are fucking on our way to Gitmo. So we're right next to the, the right wing extremists and the bigots and the Nazis, even though we're the opposite of Nazis, we're right next to them. So <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, they want I think, total freedom. They want a total state. Same thing. Yeah, I, I think the I think the prags are the least pragmatic, to be honest. Yeah, like if you're gonna water down your message, that's not pragmatic, like at all. Right. And I think I've I've said a lot. I know you have you have a quote you use uh, about like a pragmatic and radical or whatever. And I've always said pragmatic and principled are almost always the same exact thing. So like, yeah. and that doesn't mean you can't have a hierarchy of principles. You know, like I mean, I'm all about hierarchy. Like I mean, being an ANCAP, I'm I'm down with it. Uh, let's shift. I want to shift to talking. I had, I heard, I was listening to something today from, uh, 
$5 L on fucking uh, on Twitter or better Lincoln. Uh, he'll know who, like some of you all know who he is if you're on Twitter, but he was talking, he had, was on a podcast with somebody else. And he was talking about kind of like his critiques of the LPMC. And there has been the shift to more of the unity stuff and kind of like embracing the other things. And like I've said, I'm not political. So I'm kind of playing a little bit devil's advocate here, but I, I do think there is a point to be had. And he brought up a good point with his unity movement of like embracing these like people that they've kind of pushed to the side before with his takeover that he thinks from a Machiavellian perspective, that may not be the best move because you're essentially embracing your enemy. And I know it's like, Oh, there might be people within your enemy's group that are, you can use. But the thing is from a Machiavellian perspective, you don't know which is which. And so you are essentially pulling in agents that can be used against you later. And that's actually for me being like an agorist. That's one of my biggest critiques. My thing is, I think that one of my biggest critiques is I think that what's going to happen is this principled movement we have right now with like Dave Smith and all that. I think it's actually going to be successful. And I think we're going to, it's going to grow the party. They're going to get like the most percentage ever, whatever the fuck. But then what happens four years, eight years, 12 years down the road, eventually the, these like principled folks are going to back off because I don't feel like that's in our nature. And I think what's going to happen is these fucks, these, these blue pilled bitch fuck cuts are going to be the ones who Fire essentially, burn. you know, take their rightful place in where they are naturally comfortable at. And they are going to take over this party that is now bigger. And then now we're just essentially giving them a bigger loudspeaker in the end. And you're just well, going to have a small period. So my point is like to kind of combat my perspective, wouldn't it make more sense to kick out those bitch fuck cucks while you can, even though we don't know which ones are the bitch fuck cucks and which ones aren't, you know, Can I go first. I just really want to go first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you look, the number one detractors from the Liberty Union movement are the bitch fuck cucks. I'm telling you, every single one of them, they are doing nothing but talking about how Liberty Unity is just a Mises caucus ploy to take over the party. It's all any of them are saying. Nick Sarwark, Archie Flower, Brianna Coyle, all of them. They absolutely hate me. They think I'm uh, an alt-right entryist. Um, what the Mises caucus wants to unite with are people like Justin Amash, people like me, People like, uh, I don't know, Spike Cohen, you know, people who are good faith libertarians who want to grow the party. The bitch fuck cucks have no danger of infiltrating this movement because they are like they're, they're our number one detractors. Yeah. And I, I just I just wanted to say that, you know, this is Aaron from Timeline Earth's primary critique as well. And and he he has implemented Marxist ideology into libertarianism in a way that I did not expect to <laughs> enjoy. <fucking> <laughs> uh, yeah. And so his belief is a very strong one that we should be putting up massive concrete barriers between the LP once we take it over and these bitch fuck cucks as you guys describe them. Um, I, I understand the, the pull to do that or the concern that it's, that necessitates that belief. But I do agree with Reed slash Ryan Dawson that, that uh, I think it's unnecessary um, for two reasons. One, because I, I personally think that we're going to have an economic collapse and a, a governmental collapse in the next six to 10 years that will make all of this about the LP completely moot. So like, um, and then secondarily, if we build walls, but then you guys are right because we are fucking like alpha males that have real lives and we're going to leave the LP eventually anyways, um, then they can just come in and take it over after we leave, regardless of what we do in the meantime. So it, it doesn't matter how we treat them in the interim. 
So my belief is that it makes sense to roll out the red carpet to anybody who who still shares the majority of our principles and say, hey, do you recognize the threat that we're in? If you do, ride with us and and understand that our messaging may be a little bit more crass and a little bit more brazen than you appreciate, but just understand that we're doing it for the right reasons and that we're not bad people and that we don't hate minorities or whatever dumb shit you've been told. And let's see if we can work together to, to deal with this to deal with the most imminent threat. And that's that's what I'm trying to do with it. And that's why I think that I think that it makes sense. There, there these people that are like the real, the real bad actors that have you know dragged Dave through the mud, as as Reed said, they don't want anything to do with this. They don't want to fucking partake. So, like, what are we really worried about? Are we worried about we're gonna have someone who's like some woke warrior come in and sit there for years biting their tongue so that they can spy on us and like say negative shit to the press? These yeah. people can't they, bite their tongue at all. They're yeah, gonna jump say, up they the can't first bite their chance they get for more than like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna yeah. Ju- they're gonna jump up and call us racist the first time we talk about you know how how the cops also kill white people sometimes. You know, like <laughs> yeah. so we'll see them right away. The glowies aren't as competent as we give them credit for. <laughs> I really don't think so. I mean, uh, the 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 one glowy that's the most renowned glows like a goddamn lighthouse. So <laughs> they're really not as good as we think they Wait, are. Which one is this? Uh, the one you talk about beating the shit of, or whatever the fuck. Or <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say is the Mises caucus is not getting more mellow in their messaging. If anything, they're getting more bold, and all the libertarian awesome. state accounts are getting more bold. Um, we were talking before the show that while Ryan Dawson was still on Twitter, he was <laughs> added into the Mises caucus, uh, entertainers chat so he could retweet any of his stuff and we'd all retweet it for him. <laughs> that kind of scared me. I was like, Oh my God. So th- yeah, there's no worry I told, about them. I, I DM'd to read it outside of that room. And I was like, dude, I don't know if even I can retweet all of his shit. Like I, <laughs> like I'm nervous about it. Cause like, I don't want to lose my account. Cause Ryan is yeah. a fucking, he's a nuclear weapon, you know, like he's a dangerous dude. So, uh, but I'm having him on tonight. So, you know. <laughs> and now we got fucking, uh, we got the, the Israel lobby after the LPMC. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's progress, man. You know, the hack is coming for us. If oh, we can I, actually use that controversy when we get into these kerfuffles to spin it into a conversation that that emphasizes what we're actually trying to express, I think you know we're such a small party. People are so fr- so afraid of bad press. Like, oh, the media is going to treat you like shit if you say it like this. It's like they're going to treat us like shit no matter what. Have you existed for the past twenty years? They think we're fucking racist idiots. But the truth is, they really fear us because we actually stand against what they believe in which is the yeah. state. They are statists to their fucking core. So allow them to drag us and allow us to retort in a way that destroys them. That's what I would like to see. That's why I think that we will succeed here soon. I, nothing drives me more nuts than people trying to cozy up to the fucking journalists. It's like, good fucking God. Like, they're not going to like you no matter what. Get off their dicks. And with that, I think it's a good place to end it at. We're, we've gone longer than we want to anyways. You guys go ahead and drop your plugs real quick. Yeah, uh, I'm actually Reed Coverdale, not Ryan Dawson, but I'm probably his biggest platform out there. So if you want to watch Ryan Dawson, watch my show. But uh, Naturalist Capitalist on YouTube, and I'm actually finally doing audio versions on Anchor. So all the audio platforms that Anchor reaches, follow me there. And then on Twitter, I am at Reed Coverdale. I am Liberty Lockpod on Twitter, Liberty Lockdown on Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, everywhere else. 
Give me a follow. If you like my insane rants, you'll enjoy the show. Yep, man. As I said before, I'm the No Way Jose podcast. I'm on YouTube, anywhere audio podcasts are at. You can hit me up at LeeLibertyMovementGlobal at gmail.com. Gallison Jose on Twitter. Fucking, you know, give, give me money. money. Give me money. Give me motherfucking money. I'm a goddamn capitalist. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash No Way Jose 2020. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all that gay shit. And with that, deuces. <laughs> mm-hmm.